A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. So how many times have you watched a, a neighbor, a family member, maybe just somebody you drove past, farm goes up for sale, farm is gone, things change, and you never know why. Well, today I'm going to introduce you to a family that long time ago had made plans for this phase in their life, the transition from day-to-day production agriculture into whatever the next new opportunity is. Kay Jensen, Paul Earhart in here. Gen Air Farms, it's an organic operation of about 100 acres just outside of Sun Prairie in the small community of uh, East Bristol. And they have been involved in organic farming. Well, I I don't want to put a number on it because that ages us all. But the bottom line is, Kay, when you guys got started, this was the plan. There was a finite time in space when you knew that the two of you were going to try to make sure you could walk away from the farm and go to another phase of life. How did that go? So when you start a business, whether it's a farm or a woodworking business, oftentimes we just go into that. It's like, I'm going to make this work come hell or high water, and you make choices to just make things work. All along this process, we were drawing lines in the sand. So year three, we sat down, and it's like, okay, we've been doing this. We're working our butts off, but we're not making any money. So if we don't make this particular amount of money this particular year, we're done. And those were the things that we did continuously. So 10 years ago, I sat Paul down and I said, Paul, I don't want to farm at 60 like I am at 50. I was seeing that my body wasn't able to lift 60-pound boxes anymore. I didn't want to get up at 4.30 every morning after a long week to go to farmer's market. So I said, at 60, I don't want to do this the same way. Paul's reaction was... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, my my reaction was, well, who are you to tell me I can't farm anymore? Yeah. It's like, I can do this till I'm 75. Until three years ago, I said, okay, can we uh, make this a seven-year plan instead of a 10-year plan? So we called it a minus 10 plan. And the first two years, Paul just needed to kind of get it into his head that we were going to be changing how we farmed. Then at that point, we literally sat down and did a contract. Um, It started as a list, turned into a contract with year by year, what are the things that we can get rid of and still make money? What are the things that are marginal? So, for example, one of the things we looked at is not how much does something cost not just to grow, but what does it cost to clean? So, for example, scallions. Everybody grows scallions. But scallions cost you more to clean then they actually cost you to grow. And it's like, we're dumping that one because labor for our farm, like every other business, is an issue. And so we had to figure out what were the things that were not just um, a return on investment, but what were the things that were costing us too much on the growing end. So we sat down and did a contract. The reason I wanted a contract is for a couple reasons. I did not want either one of us coming back and saying, I never said that. (laughs) I know it's shocking for all of us that are in a marriage. (laughs) Um, The other thing is I wanted to have a master plan. Uh, And every year we sat down and it's like, okay, this is still working. This still makes sense. Nope, this doesn't make sense anymore. And then the other thing is if Paul wanted to continue to farm, um, 
I just needed to find someone who was going to take on my responsibilities and how to make that so that could happen without affecting the profitability of the farm. Now, let's talk about the complexity of the farm that she's talking about. Again, uh, Jennifer Farms is an organic farming operation since since really its inception. And Paul is Farmer Paul. He is the face of the farm at the farmer's markets and at a lot of the community-related events. And when she talks about taking items off the table or changing up what you were going to focus on, that's you, Paul. That is where you live but you guys did have a plethora of product plus then you also had chickens so tell me a little to give people a little uh a la carte menu of what paul was in charge of growing at any given time at gen air i think it was about 10 years ago we we picked at peaked at something like 420 csa boxes a week uh we were doing uh four summer markets two winter markets we were wholesaling to Willie Street in Madison, the Opal stores in Milwaukee. And I think at that time we were still doing some restaurant sales. And um, since, and we, we had a large crew, uh, it was a lot of stress. We were growing, for the CSA, we were always be growing about 50 different vegetables, something like that. Um, one of the first things we did is we dropped the CSA. Um, Oh, back then we were also doing, as you say, chickens and strawberries and turkeys. Uh, a, a lot of the things that we were actually known for actually went away because, because we weren't getting the type of a combination of how much return and how much labor was needed mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, like I said, I've worked with these guys well, personally, we've known each other forever, but also I, I sampled. I'd never done a CSA, so I uh, enrolled in one of Paul and Kay's CSAs to get a feel for what that really is. And every week when you went out there, there was a, a backload of cars waiting to get there and do their sort and, and uh, get their stuff. So, so I can see all the working wheels could become very complex. And then factor in weather. What years do you remember best, Paul? The years when the weather was fantastic or the years when the weather made you question your sanity? Well, I don't remember years as much as I remember particular crops. I remember one year that we learned the uh, the value of irrigation, not because it was too dry, because it, it was so wet. We had wonderful spring crops all over. Uh, the rains were amazing. Um, then, then there's uh, other years I, I remember... Oh, watermelon crops, carrot crops, various crops that were like just about there. And all, all of a sudden yeah. something weird with the weather happened yeah. and we basically lost everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, we used to have more of a philosophy that we grew so many different things that they would offset each other. Now we're to the point where we're keying in really on about five major projects, uh, I mean, major mm-hmm. products. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that happened in the farm is... We think that we have to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And a couple things happened with that. Bigger and bigger and bigger meant that you had to hire more people. Paul is not a people manager. Like many farmers, Paul really just wants to grow things. He wants to work with the soil. He wants to walk his fields. He doesn't really want to come up with work lists. He doesn't want to have to say, guys, you're not working um, where I want you to be. You're not doing what I want you to do. And that was probably what helped 
with the 10-year plan, the minus 10 plan, more than anything else is because to continue to grow the farm, we needed to have more people. And that was not what Paul wanted to do. He'll go to Farmer's Market on Saturday because he loves having that interaction with customers. But he really doesn't want to come back and say, all right, guys, this week, this is what we're going to do. And to continue to grow, to be able to have a productive farm with Paul doing less work. And that's the other thing that needed to happen because our bodies age. We, I hit 60 this year and I can't do at 60 what I did at 55. I can't do at 55 what I did at 50. And so we realized that those 12 hour days from March until November, till December 1st, mm -hmm. were not things that we're gonna be able to continue to do. And we're not gonna be able to have the labor to do those. Kay Jensen, Paul Earhart in studio with us. Jennier Farms, it's an organic farming uh, opportunity that's just outside of Sun Prairie. Uh, and like I said, this is a planned transition in their lives. From day one, this was the goal to make sure that they could walk away uh, intact both physically and mentally and also financially. So how do you do that? We're going to take a quick break. Uh, how did the pandemic impact that minus 10 plan uh, and their labor sources even today? And how do you try to sell your farm when it's a very specialized niche like an organic farm? Is the value still out there? Stick along with us. A long conversation about a farm that's getting ready to transition on to someone else. It's not a sad story. It's a celebration. Stick around. We'll be right back.